Strippers were arrested by undercover police for allegedly showing their butt cracks. Did you know that you can eat your Christmas tree after the holidays? And a new law will allow veterinarians to consult pet owners for cannabis use. These are the weird stories for Thoisdy on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm your host, Jonesy, and I'm recording in a closet. Happy New Year, guys. You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. Strippers in Texas have been arrested for showing their butt crack, also known as stripping, San Antonio, Texas. The police have cracked down on four dancers and two managers at a San Antonio Gentleman's Club last week. I love how they like to call these places Gentleman's Club. Oh, yes. Would you like to meet me at the Gentleman's Club and see some butt crack? This happened last week after these strippers, four of them, allegedly revealed a little bit too much skin in front of some undercover police officers. Can you imagine being the undercover cops that have to go to the strip club and see what's going on? What a dream job. What are you doing today, guys? Eh, you know, we're just going to go watch some dancers, you know? Yeah, helping up, helping the community. Got to keep everybody safe. Make sure these strippers aren't showing butt crack, you know? Got to keep everybody safe. What a joke, man. I'm sure you guys have something better to do than to make sure that strippers aren't showing a butt crack. Like, really? The country's going bananas right now, and this is what you're doing, police? According to the San Antonio Police Department report, officers went to Sugar's. That's the name of the strip club. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's the name of the gentleman's club. I guess if you... If you want to keep it called a gentleman's club, don't show the butt crack. If you show the butt crack, now it's a strip club, right? But if it's a, it's a gentleman's club, if there's no butt crack. Hey, guys, let's not show anything and keep it gentlemanly, please. What do you think we are, a strip club? Put your clothes back on there, Alexis, Alexa, Mars, Jupiter, whatever your stripper name is. The officers went to Sugar's on the northwest side to investigate a complaint uh, the complaint was for possible prostitution going on at the club, uh, which could be could be real. I'm not going to deny that Sugars could have some prostitution going on in the back. When the officers went inside, they saw two dancers pulling down. Oh, this is scandalous behavior. Two dancers were pulling down the waistband of their thongs to reveal, quote, the crevice of their buttocks, <laughs> the crevice when you use words like crevice, it does make it sound gentlemanly, for sure. Yes, I was. Uh, I went to a gentleman's club, and I, I was very shocked to see the crevasse of a buttock. <laughs> I saw the crevasse of a gluteus maximus. Oh, and they, I almost saw some areola. My goodness, what kind of gentleman's club is this when you're showing the crevasse and the areola? Uh, now, this is a violation of a San Antonio ordinance that currently prohibits nudity in sexually oriented businesses. Let me read that again because it makes no sense. A city ordinance prohibits nudity in sexually oriented businesses. Well, then how are they sexually oriented businesses if there's no nudity involved? I don't know. That just makes them a regular oriented business, not a sexually oriented business. In uh, Inherent in the phrase sexually oriented business is some nudity. So I don't know what you're doing here. You're saying, hey, you guys can have strip clubs, but there can't be any stripping. This makes no sense. The city code defines nudity. Let's see what they say nudity is exactly. It is a state of dress which fails to completely and opaquely 
cover human genitalia, the pubic region, pubic hair, the crevice of the buttocks or anus, or any portion of the female breast that is situated below a point immediately above the top of the areola. Well, this is very scientific. But what I think you're saying is uh, no nipple, no nip slips, no pubes, no genitals, basically. Oh, and no crevasse of the buttocks. It's very limiting here if you're a stripper, I'd imagine. The report says two other women who appeared to be entertainers were also showing their butt cracks while standing near a bar. So they were they customers or were they entertainers? We need we need to get specific here because it's not okay for the entertainers to show the butt crack. But what are you going to arrest regular people for showing their butt crack in public? <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to let me clue you in, police officers. There's a lot of people in this world walking around with their ha- their pants hanging down to their ankles for some reason. I don't know why they're doing this, but they've been doing this for quite a while. It's it's I don't like seeing it. I got to be honest with you. It leaves a distaste in my mouth. There's a lot of dudes walking around and you can see their butt cracks. I just hate that. But apparently this is a style of dress that isn't going to go away, although I wish it would. So what are you going to arrest the people at the bar that are showing their butt crack as well, even if they're not the entertainers? This is some dicey, dicey shit here. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think we should just be having no strip clubs. If you're not going to let a strip club be a strip club, then why have strip clubs at this point? Why are we gathering indoors? I'm asking you, Texas. You're so back-assward of a state, it's unbelievable. No churches, no strip clubs. Hello? You can eat your Christmas tree. Here's how. For most people who celebrate Christmas, it would be difficult to imagine this holiday without the centerpiece. A Christmas tree all decked out inside your home. Each year, an estimated 25 to 30 million Christmas trees are sold in the United States. Whee! I love the Christmas tree! But if you're increasingly worried about the carbon footprint of buying a real tree, dun-dun-dun, a.k.a. the environment, there are ways that you can recycle your Christmas tree once the holidays have passed. You guys know this, right? You can use your Christmas tree for mulch, Did you know you could turn your Christmas tree into something that you can eat? Did you know that? (laughs) This is news to me, man. I'm going to guess that everything you make with a Christmas tree is going to taste like shop. But let's see. Let's get into the article, man. Maybe maybe there's some delicious recipes. A UK-based baker named Julia Georgialis published a compilation of more than 30 recipes in a new cookbook called, wait for it, How to Eat Your Christmas Tree. (laughs) Julia wanted to show readers how to give their tree new life after Christmas is over. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. I want to eat you inside a burrito. I'm I'm curious what these recipes might be. Uh, Let's get into the article. Maybe she gives us some tips on how to make it palatable. Palatable? Is that a word? I think it is. Now, in this article, Julia is interviewed and they ask her, what's, what's the story behind this eating the Christmas tree book? And she says, I started this project with a good friend of mine in 2015 who does a lot of work around sustainability. She asked me to collaborate with her on a project using that theme with food. And we decided to collaborate on something Christmas related because we were in the we were right in the middle of Christmas. We initially wondered what we could do, and initially we weren't even sure if you could eat your Christmas tree. But you know what? Turns out, thankfully, you can. (laughs) At first, she started a supper club, and she cooked up some Christmas tree recipes. 
And uh, that's how she began this whole process. Now, eating Christmas trees isn't going to save the planet, but my book draws on the idea that you just need to start thinking about how you might want to reuse, recycle, and reappropriate everything in your life, and that includes your Christmas tree. It's about making sustainable changes. My next book is How You Can Snort Plastic. <laughs> I'm kidding about the plastic. <laughs> I'm trying to give her like a sort of like a Julia Child <laughs> voice. I don't know if it, I don't know how that's working out. Uh, they asked her about her recipes and uh, what kinds of trees, because uh, apparently some some cedar and cypress trees are actually poisonous to eat. So guys, before you start <laughs> before you start just boiling your tree and eating it uh, or ripping off the branches and putting them in a salad, just know that some of these trees are poisonous. Uh, they asked Julia, "What are the flavor profiles of the trees?" And uh, how, how did she choose these trees for recipes? She says, well, the fir tree is really zesty and grassy. I've used it in things like pickles and things that need a sharper taste. Spruce is really surprising. It's not as grassy. It's more orangey flavored. The spruce in the ice cream that I make actually gives it a vanilla taste. Oh, the blue spruce ice cream I make is actually my favorite recipe. And doing my research, what I ended up finding out is some of the earlier vanilla extracts, like artificial flavorings, had notes of spruce in them. Then pine doesn't taste like it smells. Did you know? It's very delicate and almost floral. In some of the recipes, if I give the option of all three, I say if you're using pine, you need to use a lot more of it. You can find more of these recipes in my book, How to Eat Your Christmas Tree by Julia Jorgalas. (laughs) I'd imagine she talks like that. She put some of her recipes in here at the end of the article, too. Uh, Does any of this sound good to you? Christmas cured fish. Okay. That's pretty cool. Uh, Another one is Christmas tree pickles. That sounds pretty good, actually. I would try the pickles. I love pickles, and I'm, I'm totally on board with trying different flavors of pickling. Ooh, this sounds amazing. Christmas tree and ginger ice cream. It says this is hands down her favorite recipe. And has been shared generously over the years. Unbelievable. This is, um, now no, I'm not going to take the time to make my own ice cream because it just seems like a difficult thing to do. But if someone would make this, I would absolutely be all over it. Christmas tree and ginger ice cream. Are you out of your mind? That sounds amazing. Unbelievable. Great way to f- recycle your tree, in my opinion. Now, I don't know. You, I don't know. Would you guys ever uh, try to use your tree in a recipe? <laughs> just, I, to me, it seems like a better way to, to end your tree than just to put it in a in a plastic bag and throw it onto the sidewalk, which just depresses me. I like to see that we're trying to reuse everything. So this sounds good. Would you try one of these Christmas tree recipes? What do you think? You guys can Google and find out where you can get this book and how much it is. I don't have that information. But if you're interested, yeah, Google it. Buy the book. Send Jonesy some blue spruce ice cream, please. I'll give you my address. Hey, man, you want to get your dog high? A Michigan law allows veterinarians to consult for pet cannabis use, man. Yeah. Gretchen Whitmer has signed a new law in Michigan that allows veterinarians to talk to pet owners about marijuana use for their pets and what it what its impact is on pet health. And of course, there's nothing wrong with giving your your pets marijuana, in my opinion. I don't have a lot of uh, scientific data to back this up. I just think it's okay because marijuana's marijuana, man. Come on. God put this on the earth for me and you and your dog to use, man. (laughs) 
Don't you want to get high with your kitty and watch a Pink Floyd movie, man? Come on, man. Now, obviously, marijuana has health benefits. I mean, no one can deny that at this point. Same with CBD. Uh, I have used both of these chemicals for uh, (laughs) various ailments, shall we say. But yeah, sure. Marijuana can be used to control pain and joint discomfiture. It can use to help you uh, get a, uh, an improved appetite and for sleep. I'm sure these same effects work on animals as well. I'd imagine. I don't know. I haven't seen the data, but I'm sure that it does. The article that I'm reading here doesn't give very much information. So then I went and looked up, can medical marijuana help your cat? I thought this might be helpful to give us an idea. This says multiple states across America have decided to legalize medicinal marijuana, but it's still a controversial subject. Proponents argue that the cannabis plant has been used for thousands of years to treat a variety of human ailments from nausea to pain. But what about your kitty? The idea of giving your cat marijuana. Wait a minute. Wait, didn't, I thought cats already had marijuana. It's called catnip. <laughs> well, apparently there is a growing community of people who believe it's very safe and natural to give your cat marijuana or CBD as an alternative to the veterinary drugs, which uh, can have side effects, as you know. Yes, of course, anytime you can choose a plant over a drug that's created in a laboratory, I think thumbs up on that move. That's a good move. It shows that you give a damn about your pets. It says many dog owners are are touting the benefits of giving their pets cannabis. Uh, There is an anecdotal uh, piece in here. They talk about a man named Ernest who gave marijuana tinctures to his 24-year-old cat, Borzo. Wow, 24 years old. Borzo hanging on. (laughs) Yeah, Borzo needs to get high every day because Borzo is 24 years old and probably living a life of pain. What are you doing, Ernest? Just put Borzo out of his misery or her misery. I mean, why keep your cat around for this long? That's a separate issue. In a couple of days, Ernest says... Uh, Borzo was walking normally again, pain-free. Yay, Borzo was walking normally again. Borzo's probably dead right now, but at the time, Borzo was really feeling the effects of marijuana tinctures and living a great life. (laughs) In a couple of days, he was walking normally again and for some reason wanted to listen to Jimi Hendrix songs. (laughs) There's a quote from a doctor in here, Dr. Brandon, the cat doctor. Uh, Dr. Brandon says, The future of cannabis in the cat world is quite positive. I believe within two to three years, it will be commonly offered option in veterinary hospitals for pain and inflammation reduction, neurological conditions, and mild behavioral concerns. Cannabis is not a cure-all, and we certainly don't advocate discontinuation of prescribed medications, of course, without consulting your cat's veterinarian. Nonetheless, it does have its place in the feline world, and we'll see more of it as time goes on. Yeah. And then it says, it's not about getting kitty high. No, it's not about getting kitty high. Okay, guys, it's about pain management. But then there's the whole issue that if your pets are now getting high all the time, now you got to worry about the, your, your dog stealing your stash, man. All right? It's bad enough I got to hide the stash from my roommate. Now I got to hide my stash from my dog, too. Come on, man. <laughs> jokes, guys, jokes. Well, let me end this story on uh, a question. Any of you weirdos been given your pets some cannabis or CBD? Have you had any experiences with this? Call the show. Let me know. 646-450-2012. Are you getting high with your cat, man? (laughs) Hot boxing. I smoke two joints with my doggy. I smoke two joints with my cat. I smoke them joints with all my pets. And you know that is that... (laughs) I love, by the way, I love that Sublime song. Does it, do anybody know? Well, it's actually a cover of an older reggae jam, but I love Sublime's version of uh, 
Smoke two joints. Mmm, guys. Big fan of Sublime. Anybody else? Call the show. Let me know what your favorite Sublime song is. Why the hell not? 646-450-2012. Email me. Funnyjones at gmail.com. Say what's up. Or mail me two joints in the morning. And mail me two joints in the afternoon to make me feel all right. I'm just kidding. Don't mail me any joints, okay? I live in California. I can get joints everywhere and anywhere. I can ask the police. Hey, dude, you want to smoke up? Uh, (laughs) Okay, guys. Back to normalcy normalcy on weird af news so i got a nice review on amazon from l oaken who gave me five stars and wrote makes me laugh and then the review is this is my favorite section of my daily flash briefing and that's it very short and sweet and a great review a great rating with five stars thank you l oaken for taking the time to leave me this this just gratuitous message on the Amazon. You guys can leave a, a review on Amazon as well. If you have an Amazon account, which most of us do, don't you? I mean, who doesn't order from Amazon these days? But you can go and search Weird AF News and leave a nice review. And uh, whether you listen on your on your Alexa or not, you don't have to. You can just leave a cool review on Amazon. I'm on there as though I'm a, like a product, like a book or something. Um, also, let me see. Let me see. Shout outs are in order. Let's give a shout out to Jesse Rathbone from Vermont who says she's a huge fan of Weird AF News and wished me a Merry Christmas and uh, and a Happy New Year to Jesse Rathbone. All right, <laughs> Jesse in Vermont. Hey, man, there's not a lot going on in Vermont. You need some Weird AF News in your life, right? Especially right now. I mean, she's Jesse's probably uh, up to her neck in snow, I'd imagine. Right, Jesse? Snow and maple syrup. That's all that's up there. <laughs> and people that are bored that need some Weird AF News in their life. Big shout out to Jesse. Jesse, spread the word up there to your other Vermont people to listen to Weird AF News. You might want to first spread the word that there's actually podcasts in the world. I don't think Vermont has electricity yet. So, <laughs> Jokes, guys. Jokes. I like to make fun of Vermont because I'm from Massachusetts and we always make fun of people from Maine and Vermont. That's just the way we are. That's just the way we are. We have, a, um, we have issues. Also... Uh, shout out to Goth and Dogs on YouTube who wrote uh, Florida Friday Fun. You can't make this stuff up, man. Yeah, Goth and Dogs. You can't make this stuff up. It's Florida, baby. So big shout out to uh, Goth and Dogs on YouTube. Uh, Goth and Dogs has been f- following the YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. Yes, it's called Weird AF News, and you can listen to the podcast there if you feel like it. Uh, also got a nice email from Casey McKnight over the... A couple days ago, Casey wrote, Jonesy, hey, bro, love the end of the year 2020 Weird AF wrap-up. You killed it. Very funny. We'll try to keep feeding you material from our crazy Florida in 2021. Emotional support goat was effing hilarious. First time I heard that one. You should tour down here. Improv Tampa is a great venue. Your podcast is my emotional support animal, Jonesy. Keep being great, dude. Love it. Casey. I, I just love that line. Your podcast is my emotional support animal. <laughs> That's great. I should use that to advertise the show. Weird AF News. Your emotional support animal <laughs> for 2021. Hey, man, I would love to get to Tampa, except for Florida is stupid and you guys can't wear masks. So when that all clears up, guys, <laughs> I'll come to Florida. Meanwhile, I'm staying far away. Now, now, one can make the argument that Southern California is really not handling it as, you know, that well either. We do have a lot of cases, but uh, in L.A., uh, I'm telling you right now, everybody's wearing masks. There is no indoor seating of any sort. There's no outdoor seating of any sort either. So we're trying. We're trying. Florida, I don't know what you guys are doing down there. It's like, you in, it's like you've welcomed the virus with open arms, uh, which of course you did. Of course you did. You're up to your ankles in gators. Of course you don't give a shit about a virus. Why would you care about a virus when you have to watch out for gators 
pulling your shoes off. Uh, so there that is. Casey, much love. Casey McKnight, big shout out. Longtime fan of the show. And yes, at one point, I will get to Tampa again. I've been there a couple times. That's the first time I played Frisbee golf, which I loved. And I would love to get back to Tampa. I have some friends there who I pray for every day. <laughs> they had a baby. I was like, no, what are you doing? Don't have a baby in Florida. At least, don't, at least move to Georgia first. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to reach out to me, you can do so on the social media. Uh, Facebook.com slash Comedian Jonesy. On Instagram, I'm at Funny Jones. And of course, my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews, where you can support the show by giving Jonesy a couple bucks a month. It's like buying me a half a beer. Why wouldn't you buy me half a Guinness? Oh, yes, buy me a Guinness, will you not? Oh, I'm a big fan of the Guinness. Um, I truly am a big fan of the Guinness. I do like stouts. In case you're wondering, want to mail me some stouts? Uh, so yeah, check out the Patreon because it's some, there's some funny shit in there, man. I put a lot of material almost every day. I put some material in there, something funny and weird and cool. Um, some stuff that I've been watching, some stuff that I've been doing that's weird. So check that out. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Support the show. Uh, I want to thank people that called in and I'm going to publish some of those calls right after this. Yay! Happy New Year, Jonesy. Happy New Year to the Weird AF family. Uh, 2020 is behind us and 2021 is coming up. And, you know, although 2020 was a rough year, there were still things to be grateful for. Um, first on my list was my first grandchild, a grandson, Carter James. And uh, I'm sure people have things to be grateful in 2020. You know, we were locked down. We learned things that worked for us. And things that didn't, you know, we've become a country of instant gratification. But during the lockdown and those times when we were home, we learned things that worked for us. And we know that we had to slow down and take things easy. And we should know the things from science that worked. And what we know is that social distancing worked and wearing masks worked. And we would slow down and and take stock of things and what was important to us and what we know is that family and friends and connections and values were important. So if we carry those things forward into 2021, we get sort of to start over maybe and make resolutions. And one of the things that we know that is working is science. And so we should listen to our scientific leaders and know the facts of science are true and those things work and we do not need to listen to alternative facts they're false they're fake and the facts of science are that social distancing wearing a mask works and if we follow those things we can look better to a new year coming forward yes because of christmas and new years there is still going to be much loss uh, for a while in 2021 but with vaccinations on their way, there is uh, a bright light on the horizon where we know things will eventually get better. And if we follow those facts, those rules of scientists, we know that there is better days ahead. And what's important is friends and family. And we know that the best things in life are worth waiting for. And if we can just pull our inner strength to have us wait for those things. Patience is a virtue. And if we tell ourselves and our family members when we talk to them via Zoom or FaceTime, telephone, 
uh, texting that the best things in life are worth waiting for. We can work together to hold off till we see each other and we can do this all together. And those things will be much more sweeter when we finally do get together. Everyone, happy new year, happy, uh, life. It's worth waiting for. Hey, Jonesy, uh, it's uh, Finn here. I just wanted to comment on the story about the guy who changed his name to Celine Dion while he was drunk. And I'm just saying, I- I'm not that big, I'm not a Celine Dion fan, like, at all. But, not going to lie, I'm guessing that if I was drunk, that's probably something I would do if I was a Celine Dion super fan. That's probably something I would do. Like, not going to lie. But, of course, that is hilarious. Also, Happy New Year, Josie. Forgot to, whoops, uh, sorry, excuse me. Uh, I forgot to tell you that. Uh, Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. I know it's belated to the entire Rear family. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going back to school tomorrow after Christmas break. So, yeah, yeah that's going to be stressful. But, yeah. All right. All right. Bye, Josie. Hey, Google.